What is up, the beautiful people of Rock Brisbane? Welcome to the Where Love Touches People podcast. Thank you for tuning in to today's episode in the Catch Up With segment. Let's find out what our guests have been up to lately. Welcome everyone to another episode of Well of Touches People. Uh, today we've come again with another segment uh, on to catch up with you know, some of our church members who have returned to Indonesia to have a chat and see uh, how they're doing in their lives. And today we have a very special guest, uh, Kak Green, uh, Grenata, who is uh, Grammy's <laughs> sister, younger sister, yeah? Yep. All right, yeah. Uh, so maybe, uh, Kak Green, would you like to introduce yourself to the listeners who might not know you very well? Okay. Um, thank you so much for having me, Andrew. Um, hi, everyone. My name is Grenata Lohene Pesi Oro. Um, but most people, my friends, my family, they call me Green, just like the color. And um, I'm, I'm married to my best friend for five years now. And we are blessed with one boy. Um, he turned 21 this November. Um, I was born and grew up in a very small city in the east of Indonesia. Um, if you ever heard about Ambon, it's mm-hmm. a very beautiful island. And um, I was there until I finished my senior high school. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I moved to Jakarta, studied law in University of Indonesia, and started working in a law firm after I graduated uh, for a couple of years. And then in 2012, I went to Brisbane, studied in University of Queensland, and got my master's degree in governance and public policy. Um, went back to Jakarta and started work for the government for about six years now. Wow, that's awesome. That's amazing. <laughs> so, what made you decide uh, to come to Brisbane in the first place? Well, after I've been working for a couple of years as a lawyer, I don't know, I just feel like um, there's some. I've been called for something bigger than this. <laughs> I always curious about the, um, not politics, but more uh, about government. And um, yeah, I think that was uh, the first thing that maybe drove me. I always curious about that since I was uh, in the very young age. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, after work for a company for like um, three years, maybe I decided to to resign and uh, continue my study in governance and public policy. Well, that's that's quite scary to, to resign from your full-time job. How, uh, yeah. how did you feel about, about resigning or, or making the decision to resign? Um, at the beginning, when I just uh, started my study in UQ, Honestly, I was like, I, I was, I was thinking that, oh my God, I made a really uh, wrong decisions because mm-hmm. all of my friends, they were very, um, you know, like uh, experienced. They've been working for the government for like 12 years and then 10 years and seven years. And yep. me, I'm just like a, a very young girl came and, you know, like with the spirit to, I really want to contribute for my country. Um but, you know, God is so good. I survived and then uh, graduate. And, you know, I think it's just a plan I got since the beginning. So, yeah. Wow, that's awesome. That's so good. 
What do you, what do you like most about studying in Brisbane? Oh, I have three things. I mean, like, except for those sleepless nights doing my uh, paper. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I love everything about that city. I mean, like the people and the food and the coffees, mm. coffees. Um, white, white, the best white I have in my life, I think, are in yeah. all. Um, and, you know, people in Dubai City are really, really uh, nice. Mm. I got a lot of help back in my day days in Brisbane so so grateful for my BBIC family mm-hmm. yep. what about challenges while you were in Brisbane I think language was the first and then um, the culture maybe because mm-hmm. um, to- totally different with uh, our culture back in Indonesia uh, people are more you know like more open and everything uh, but I've learned a lot and I'm grateful for that Yeah, I find that the culture here is quite different from where I yep. grew up as well. Um, it was a bit challenging at the beginning, but uh, all good now. I guess you, I guess you kind of get used to it, and you know how to deal with different people. Yeah. 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 If if I could ask you, um, if there was one thing that you took home from Brisbane, as in bringing home back to Indonesia, what would that one thing be? The right concept about relationship that I learned a lot about uh, from Om Honey. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, um, it's just like stuck in my head yeah. until after, I don't know, six, eight years um, after I uh, forgot in Indonesia. I mean, like, that's just precious. Yeah. yeah. Wow. So now um, that you are back in Indo, uh, so you, you mentioned that you now work for the government. Can you tell us a bit more about what you do exactly? Yes. So um, after I went back to Indo, I started work for Pak Jokowi in the executive office of the president. Mm-hmm. Uh, since Pak Jokowi was elected as the president of Indonesia, um, the the office itself, or what we call it is, it is the the executive office of the presidents, or what we call kantor staff president in Bahasa. Mm-hmm. Um, I work there as an advisor, so we have a senior advisor, we have advisor, and some of junior advisor. Um, this office uh, was established to provide sub- support to uh, the presidents and the vice presidents, and yep. specifically in three main jobs. The first one is to ensure priority programs. Uh, national priority programs running well or delivered according to the uh, target that was uh, set by the governments in the beginning. For example, like, you know, Papa Jokowi really concerned about uh, infrastructure sector. Mm-hmm. Uh, so what we are doing is to make sure all the infrastructure priority projects are delivered and succeed during his um, presidency term. Yeah. And um, uh, it's just one of the priority sector. Uh, another task that um, related uh, to this office is, uh, I mean, like related to political communications. And the last one is um, handling the strategic issue. Me, um, myself, is in charge and to monitor and evaluate all the national priority programs in tourism and enforcement sector in this term. I mean, so um, in the previous uh, presidency terms, I have another job, but this time I focus on the uh, tourism and investment sector. Tourism and investment, yeah, did you say? Yep. Oh, yep. wow. Okay. So you mentioned before that your friends 
I guess you have friends who have much more experience in government compared to you. But so how did you get, I guess, this, this job that you have right now? It sounds like it's a very, I guess, high, uh, high position that you have. Uh, not really. But uh, <laughs> um, I have to push myself actually to literally, I mean, like learned every single day because uh, I've been facing by um, with a lot of new problems that I don't have the background because most people who work, they used to be a professional. So they, they're not coming from the government uh, in this office. Yeah. Uh, so um, they come from financial background. They come from so many different backgrounds. And I come from the law, uh, legal background. Mm. And um, yeah, I think one thing that I have to do is push myself to learn, keep learning and learning and learning every single day. Mm-hmm. Wow. Um, you mentioned as well that you... Uh, I guess your current role is mainly in tourism, but mm-hmm. with the with Corona, <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> how is that affecting your job? How's that affecting your work? Wow, substantially it affects a lot. I mean, like uh, you know, like since the government have to focus and prioritize. Uh, make a priority on the health sector so mm. it requires a lot of adjustments in another sector so uh i it's it it's a fact a lot i mean like um we cannot i mean like i think tourism is the most impacted sector for mm-hmm. now in this pandemic because yeah people are, don't want to travel a lot and everything so uh, yeah. it happens also in indonesia yeah Mm-hmm. Bali suffer actually. Yeah. Wow. I guess in your line of work, do you ever get a chance to meet Pak Jokowi? Yeah. You do? Um, oh, yes. That's, that's so good. But not, <laughs> not as, um, uh, you know, like not as much as you think, I think. I mean, mm-hmm. not in a daily basis, but he's really busy. But yeah. uh, yes, I got the chance to meet him quite sometimes. And um, he's just amazing leader. I mean, like, he's so, so good. Very yeah. humble person, very nice, mm-hmm. and um, uh, I think basically all the good things that you've read or heard about him in the media or internet or newspaper, it's just, just it is. I mean, like it's true, not just an image that um, he created or something, but it is just it is who he is. I mean, mm-hmm. like um, very hard uh, worker. And I mean, like, um, one thing for sure, I know that he worked really hard for this country to at least uh, leave a legacy that um, we as a people of Indonesia can, you know, like, can um, get the really, uh, uh, get a benefit of it. Yeah, yeah, definitely, yeah. And I guess you're there to support him in his role as well, in his mission to, to make things good for Indonesia, hey? Yeah, I hope I can make a, a little contribution. <laughs> I'm sure you will. I'm sure you will. Maybe we can discuss some, some of the things that you like about work. What are the things that you, do you like most about your job right now? Uh, yeah, um, I think it is um, quite a high-pressure high job, mm-hmm. but uh, it's also a very exciting job in in some way because as I mentioned earlier that although I have to push myself to 
to uh, learn every single day. But I got the chance to meet um, to meet many brilliance and genius of people and learn from them. So I think um, the pressure was worth the progress or my self development. And yeah, I yeah, guess it's yeah. worth it. <laughs> so yeah. okay, yeah. So with with so much pressure at work, how do you maintain your I guess your work life balance? Mm, I, I I said priorities actually. So yeah. um, my family comes first, and my job comes after that. Um, but honestly, I have uh, I get a lot of help from my husband. I mean, like mm. uh, I definitely could, could not do this be, uh, if 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 it is not Timmy that is my my husband. I mean, like I'm super grateful for such a supportive partner or spouse. Mm. So it's very important to choose the right person to be with you. I mean, like, (laughs) (laughs) no kidding. (laughs) Because your dreams, your visions, and your calling and everything is really depend on that one person for sure. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. How did you meet your husband? Uh, In the church. Oh, in Indonesia, yeah? Yes, in Indonesia. So uh, we've been together even before uh, I went to Brisbane. Oh, okay. Wow. So that's quite a long yeah. while now. Yeah. We started as a, as a best friend, actually. Mm-hmm. So we've been friends for a couple of years. And then when I decided to, I want to go to Brisbane to continue my study. Uh, and he decided to, I think six months before that, he decided to, um, let's get serious. Do you want to be mm-hmm. with I was like, oh, okay. And then, yeah. <laughs> Look at where you are now. <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> that's that's so good what about challenges with your work challenges mm. um there's a lot of challenges but um one thing for sure now is since everyone's is have a very easy uh access to information now yeah. and um you know it's very easy to uh you know like um deliver um something or information that also not true i mean like mm-hmm. uh the biggest challenge i think is to m- make the people i mean um society to really understand that governments are really work on the problem that we are facing because um it's not an easy job i mean mm-hmm. like we've been uh, i mean like indonesian have a very uh including me before Pajokowie, uh, we struggle to trust our governments. But uh, so I think this is the biggest challenge now to make people understand and believe in the governments that what we are really doing is something that um, hopefully can solve all the problems that uh, we are facing now. I think that's the biggest challenge. Yeah. yeah. Do you think that currently uh, people are starting to trust the government a bit more? I think after Pa Jokowi became become the president of Indonesia, the the trust and uh, yeah, I think it's increased compared mm. to the previous. I don't know, but yeah, I think it is because well, how we see Pa Jokowi is that someone that I mean, like brings a new hope to these nations. Hopefully, yeah. and hopefully it's not change and still the same. Uh, since the beginning of the, his presidency period until the end of his uh, presidency period. Yeah, yeah. Oh. Hopefully. 
Hopefully, definitely, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do you still have time to, to do ministry at church? Yes. I serve in a um, uh, growth center. It's a part of uh, Gereja Battle Indonesia mm-hmm. as a chief of content with my yeah. husband. Um, actually, we are part of the pastoral uh, team. Oh, wow. Okay. Mm-hmm. What's my husband, actually. Okay. Oh, that's so good. So you married to a yeah. pastor. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they have the two totally different worlds came together. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so when you said the chief of content, what, is, what does that exactly mean? So I help uh, to deliver um, a, a good content, I mean, for our member in yep. social media. So, yeah, I work with uh, quite maybe group of five people mm-hmm. to produce um, uh, content in social media, in our YouTube, in, uh, in another digital platforms, also helping with the uh, events in the church, for example, like uh, when we have a special event like Christmas and Easter and church anniversary, yeah, things like that. Mm-hmm. To, yeah, we're, we work together to concept the things, the plans and how to execute it. Yeah, sort of like that. Okay, yeah, well. So how are you managing events now that, you know, it's hard for people to meet in person? Yes. It's easier actually in this uh, situation. I mean, like every, is everything is going, yeah, it's, everything's, I mean, like everything's going online, right? So mm-hmm. I don't, I don't really have to go to the church and prepare for everything. So I have more time to more like um, the execution itself is just a little bit uh, a challenge for us because, um, mm-hmm. um before this, we're not really familiar with, um, you know, like uh, uh, online things and everything. But uh, we have a group, uh, a team that handled the digital, the digital part. Yep. So uh, the online service and everything. So I just need to focus on uh, deliver a, a good um, content with my team. So I think it's, um, well, I think in this kind of situations, we can reach more people than we used to because mm-hmm. um, people don't really need to go to, to the church. I mean, like, they just need to join online. But the challenge is um, how to provide a very uh, good content because everyone else are doing the same things, you know, if you know what I mean. I mean, like, uh, um, it's just like, a, <laughs> I don't know how to put it. It's just a free zone where if I don't like it, I mean, like I can push my uh, church member to um, join the service every single Sunday to commit mm. it to it. If It's very easy for them to change the channel or the service if the teaching is not suitable for them or, or, or they just don't, they prefer another preacher some of that, but I think this is also a good chance to uh, to get um, more un- non-believers. Yeah, yes, unbelievers. So yeah. Okay. Wow. Yeah. I feel like the I guess the the type of ministry that you're doing, like doing doing content and media, um, mm-hmm. is quite non-traditional. I would say. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Because uh, it's very different from, I guess, the traditional churches where uh, you, know, you have yeah. hymns, you come together, you listen to a sermon. Whereas nowadays, you can have your services online. You have all sorts of different exciting events for, especially for the younger um, yeah. church members. 
How do you see God working uh, in your ministry? Wow, um, in my ministry, um, I mean, like during this season, um, I think we cannot survive. It if if we cannot survive without God. I mean, like uh, if um, if in the conservative way, if I can say that, where we used to have a routine to come to church and handle everything, and with things that um, it all works by. Uh, because of someone is in charge with it and everything. During this season, I think we've been um, learning a lot that God is in control. I mean, like, um, uh, doesn't matter how hard you you um, put the effort to to really build something or make something really look really good and everything. I think. Mm-hmm. That's only God who brings people to come and see what you are really uh, presents or your uh, your service. I mean, like um, because everything is online, it's very easy for people to choose whatever they want to see or watch, and um, yeah, and we see so many. Um, I mean, like if I can say miracles uh, that God been doing in this season. It's 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 really hard season for everyone. So yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. God, God's been good through this season, of course. Wow, trusting that God is in control is so good, but it's also it can be quite challenging. Hey, like I feel like, especially for me, I feel like oh, if I don't have control over something, you know, I get all anxious and I get all panicky, and mm-hmm. it's, it's, yeah, it, it can be quite challenging. But do you find that it's difficult for you as well, or it is? I think not just for me for. Yeah, everyone else. I think uh, it's very challenging in this, especially in this period of, uh, uh, in this season, yeah, in this kind of season. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What about in your in the in other parts of your life? How have you seen God work, like in your in your in your family and in your job as well? Ah, uh, in my job, yeah. Um, I mean, like, especially in my job, how I see God work every single day. I mean. Um, at the first place, I don't, I don't really deserve this, uh, this job, because there are plenty of brilliant people. I think smarter and better than me. Mm-hmm. So uh, it's only bakers that I can get this job. Um, so how I see my job is as a place or as a chance to serve and glorify Him. I mean, like. I pray for every, it's, it sounds funny, but it is true. I mean, like I pray for every obstacle or difficulties that I face, I face in the office. And I ask for wisdom for every single policy recommendation that I have to, uh, I have to make or mm-hmm. I have to present. And um, you know what? The best idea, the best solutions, the best answer always come from God. And um, mm. I, I experience it every single, every single day. Wow, that's that's awesome, Kagrin. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, thank you. Yeah, Andrew. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Do you have any um, specific examples of, I guess, policies that you thought of thanks to God? Uh, okay, um, um, maybe not specific, but um, there's there's a times that, you know, like. Um, I can't deny that I 
lack of experience in in some specific sectors and um, you know like making uh, policy recommendations that will affect not just a small group of people but <laughs> literally the whole country mm-hmm. is something that I mean like um, you know it's not it's not that simple so yeah uh, I, I've been praying for for uh, well I can say that because it is not just um, my own t- credit I mean like this is the credit of the whole team of course the yep. the office but um, things things like that if I have to uh, if I can say yeah uh, Okay. Wow. Thank you. Thank you so much, Green, for your mm-hmm. time today and to, to and, and for your sharing as well uh, for the listeners. Uh, it's so good to meet you and to get to know you as um, And we're really, we're really glad to hear that you're doing so well in Indonesia at the moment with your family and, and your job as well. Do you have any, uh, any other thing to, that you'd like to pass on to the listeners? Yes, um, I've been learning a lot actually from BBIC Brisbane and especially what I mentioned earlier about relationship. Uh, uh, Pastor Hani, or Om Hani that we used to call him, um, Om Hani always said that your marriage, your relationship, your work is not about you, but it's about God. And that's one thing that I always um, put in my heart and in my mind that this is not about me. So if one day I, I woke up and I lose, for example, for like my job, for one day I woke up and I lose my job. It is not about me. It's about God. Everything mm. is just like, I mean, like it's only by grace and everything. And also with my relationship with my husband and my family. So um, it's, it's very important uh, uh, to understand, uh, understand it. And I'm forever grateful for my uh, BBIC family, especially for Om and Tante Lisana and everyone that I know. Mm-hmm. Oh. And thank you so much for having me today, Andrew. No, no, it's it's our pleasure, Kat Green. It's good to hear from you. Yeah, thank you so much. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening. Our old podcast releases every Wednesday at 8 a.m. If you want to reach us out, please do so through our email, IG, or YouTube account, which you can find through our profile. See See you next time. time!